I'm Ruthie, host of Out There, here on Valley Free Radio. Tune in for stories from the streets and paths of Northampton and beyond, Fridays from 4 to 5 p.m. Get out if you can, but if you can't get out, tune in. We don't care if we live out of date. We don't care we live basically. And thanks for tuning in to Out There today. It is Friday, December 8th. 2023, I was listening to my show intro and my mind suddenly went blank about what I'm doing my show about today. Oh, oh, I know. I guess I'll start with a little clip just for fun. This is a couple of my coworkers. So I remember what I was going to talk about. Yes. Look, I've got it written down on a paper. Just my brain gets fried when the clock is ticking. So I was at Cans for Cancer today working the table from noon to three. And right as I was getting ready to go at three, a couple of my coworkers pulled in. I don't know why I didn't see them earlier in the day, but somehow I did not see them earlier in the day till it was like about time to pull out. But um, yeah, Neil and Colin, they pulled in. They had a tandem bicycle and (laughs) towing a trailer, big trailer. So two people, one trailer. And I tried to interview them, but they were kind of in a rush. So I still got a little bit of, um, I got a little bit of clip from them. Um, and what I was going to say about that, uh, yeah, this is only like a minute or something, a minute or something long. Here we go. I'll, uh, I may have to translate at the end because you can't really hear anything because really it's kind of an interview with the compactors at Valley Recycling. How's the tandem experience? Yeah? It's been a difficult adjustment, but I think we got it. I think we got it locked in. Did you do the whole day on it? Yeah. <laughs> what time did you start? Nine. What are the pros and pros and cons for you with the tandem? Oh yeah, faster doing the pickups, chatting, Uh, and biking faster at first. I think it's normal because we're kind of tired. Now you're tired, yeah. I I don't know. I think there's a learning curve to learning how to drive the tandem. Yeah. Did you do both? How how many? Did you do like Neil's route plus some of your route, or? You did both routes? Yeah, and Neil drove for his and I drove for mine. Oh, okay. How many rounds was it? Uh, four total. Uh, two from East Hampton and two from uh, Village Hill or something or wherever? Yeah. Cool. Would you want to do it again? I, I certainly do. How do you feel? <laughs> All right, that was my coworkers. Pedal people, co-workers, Colin and Neil. Colin said, yeah, I'd like to do it again. And Neil was like, uh, I have to sleep on it. <laughs> Colin is a new pedal person. He's only been working for a couple months, I think. When you know, when you're new and excited and you have energy to spend, it's one thing. But Neil's been doing pedal people for, I don't know, eight years probably at least. And uh, maybe 10, I don't know. And uh, uh, he's more in the stage like me where we're like, we just want to do this work as efficiently as possible. Because <laughs> when you have two people 
on the tandem. I don't know. It's just person hours. It's not quite as as efficient, but fun. But fun. Nice to be working with your coworkers and yeah, you know those 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 intangible benefits. Who can say how you could count those in a society that worships the cult of efficiency? Next on out there. So I was at Cans for Cancer today, and one of the um, songs that I've often thought of connected with Cans for Cancer is uh, Billy Joel's. Billy Joel's, you know, sorry, it's computer song. Yeah, Billy Joel's song. So I'm going to play this song, and then I have the debut of my one verse song that goes through my head when I'm working at Cans for Cancer. Tonight I am not 
Billy Joel. You're listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm Ruthie. And I said I had like one little verse. Uh, that was a serious song. My song's not so serious. Just one verse. All right. So when I'm out at Cancer for Cancer, one of the things I do besides uh, be at the table where people drop off their donations of, of deposits is I also go checking in the rollaways looking for um deposits sometimes anyway this song's kind of for my co-workers or for i don't know who it's for <laughs> if you see cans for cancer collect them if you work moving trash every day all my life i've been searching the dumpsters for the ripple of nickels in the bay I'll add more verses at some point. I, I sang one version of that to Dwayne before he died. Well, last year, a year, couple years ago, but I think he was he was in too much cancer pain to <laughs> find it humorous. All right, next uh, out there, I want to announce that uh, the bus, the PVTA, the Pioneer Valley Transit Authority buses are free. They're free from Thanksgiving until the new year. So that means you can go from Williamsburg to Northampton to Amherst to Holyoke to Springfield, West Springfield, Westfield, South Hadley, um, I think Belchertown. I don't know if the bus that goes to Worcester is free. Hmm, who knows? I miss some places, Sunderland. I know I miss some places. Anyway, so I didn't interview anyone this year about the bus being free, but the bus was free last year too. And last year I got it together to interview my friend now about it. And here is now, and hopefully it's still relevant. <laughs> oh, come on, play. So, so now you're uh regular bus rider why do you take the bus or like yeah how yeah how what are your transportation options and choices and among them how do you choose where i can walk i can ride a bike and i can take bus i don't have a car so those are my three top choices and i like bus because it has a roof. <laughs> I don't get <laughs> wet. Um, I also uh, like bus. It's comfortable. I can read a book. I can meet someone. Um, I'm also not a good buster. I mean, not a good driver. So I uh-huh. like, you know, giving someone uh, else a responsibility to drive well uh-huh. uh, and pay attention to the road. And then I just like that those are. Uh, the image of different peoples riding in the same bus, going mm-hmm. somewhere together, uh, maybe not to the same destination, but similar direction. And then, yeah, meeting people, talking to people, sometimes sitting quietly, just observing people. Yeah. Do you have any bus routes that you that are your favorite or that you take the most? Um, P20 and B48 and uh all the bus drivers uh, in those routes, uh, you know, I know them very well. And, you know, I, I 
I like them a lot. And also the regulars who ride on these buses, mm -hmm. I know them well too. And you know, not I mean, I don't know them everybody by name, but yeah, I I enjoy that ride with them. Yeah. How often do you take the bus? B48 is uh, once a week, and then P20 are like three times a week, uh, three, four times a week. Yeah. Uh -huh. And um, where, do you, where do you go when you take the bus? I go to work with P20, or I go to grocery shopping with P20. Uh, B48, I go to uh, uh, Northampton uh, for Peace Video, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, some other things. I think that's basically it. Sometimes I will also take R29 to go to South Hadley, uh, Amherst. What about taking the bus with the child? You've done that a lot too. Oh yeah, that's very good because when I'm driving a car, I cannot pay attention to car, you know, to child very much. But when I'm in a bus, we can do so many things. We can talk, we can do a cat cradle, uh, mm -hmm. we can make drawing, we can make origami, we can talk, we can make story, we can play game, many mm. more. Mm. <laughs> so you live in Holyoke, you're a doctor, and makes me also think of Marty Nathan, mm -hmm. who's a doctor yeah. that would ride the bus yeah. a lot. Yeah. There's a situation yes. on the bus mm -hmm. once when you and Marty were there. Can you describe that a little bit? Actually, I wasn't there, but I think oh, she okay. wrote in a uh, paper that she was in a bus and then suddenly she saw uh, another passenger overdosing. So she had an account, uh, she asked the bus driver to stop the bus and she uh, you know, used an account to revive uh, the you know, passenger and they called the ambulance and the patient was saved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Martin Nathan, uh, I think uh, last, I mean yesterday, uh, Saturday, they had unveiling of Marty's grave and tombstone. I'm not pretty sure about that culture. Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with it, but I think it's to commemorate Marty and we should continue, you know, remembering Marty. Yeah, yeah that was probably November 26, 2022, I think. Mm -hmm. Today's yeah. the 27th, November 27th. Yeah. 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 Um, I like the thing, one of the things I like about that story is how important it is for a wide variety of people to be on the yes. bus so they can help each other. Yes, yes, yeah. Marty could, I mean, she was uh, going from Northampton to Springfield Clinic. So she had to make probably like one or two transfer. And she was also taking her bike. She had breast cancer and then, uh, you know, had a metastasis to brain, I believe. And she was doing this, you know, a few years before she really uh, stopped working. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, something admirable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of uh, class prejudice mm -hmm. against taking the bus. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Um, yeah, and I think that's a part of the reason that I want to take a bus, because you will meet the people who whom you don't meet at your work or, you know, your friends or the people who you usually hang out with. I think that's a great opportunity to meet some people. So another, pe another reason people don't take the bus is because it seems too inconvenient or it takes too long. Mm -hmm. And I mean, how do we define 
convenience or like certain things take up time? Does it, it works for you. Mm-hmm. It's not too inconvenient. No, it's not at all to me. And also, uh, I don't know, to me, like always like technology or tools should be used for uh, someone who needs it and uh, how we use it, we have to be careful. I think if I'm dependent on so much cars, I won't be healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not be walking. I'll be parking to as close to that where you can get to, you know, like door to door. I don't think that's healthy for me. Convenience and efficiency, even though sometimes I would like to have those, but it's not my first thing I want uh-huh. in my life, yeah. Yeah. But doesn't not having a car limit where you can go and when you can go places? Sometimes, but now like I think we have more choices where to go. And I think we are able to get around so many places. You just told me we can go to Usta by PBTA bus. Yeah, yeah. And I think actually uh, you also will discover some places by taking public transportation. Uh, you will get to the place where you never think of if you are just buying, you know, going by car from uh, one spot to destination. We will be able to enjoy places along the way if you are using public transportation, I think. Well, when I look at where you and I just took a walk to mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. we couldn't have gone to any of those places with a car. Definitely, yeah, that's <laughs> not true. Yeah, those are places, yeah, we will never be able to, yeah. Someone was telling me about the subdivision somewhere where there were two houses that shared a back fence, mm-hmm. but to get by road mm-hmm. from one house to the other mm-hmm. because of the cul-de-sacs and stuff, mm-hmm. it was seven miles. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And also, you know, that parking space, too. It's hard for me to think that we have so many homeless people and then... We have so many places for cards. Yeah. And that's something uh, difficult to you know conceive, you know? Yeah. yeah. At Smith College Art Museum once had this really cool display mm-hmm. that was a, it was like a car cover, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a tent tarp kind of thing mm-hmm. in the shape of a car, mm-hmm. like a fancy car, mm-hmm. that you would, like say a car was parked in a parking space, you put it over it. But in fact... It was just, it was a real tent that looked like a car, uh-huh. so you could live in a parking space and people would just think, oh, that's just a car, that's okay. Oh my God, <laughs> well, I would want to see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was an interview with my friend now, Sakurai uh, of Holyoke, formerly of Northampton. You're listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm your host, Ruthie. And uh, you can listen to Valley Free Radio online at valleyfreeradio.org. And next on my mind is, so there's going to be a march, a 25-mile march Sunday from Northampton to Springfield, a march for Palestine, a march to stop the genocide in Palestine. It's leaving um, Representative Jim McGovern's office on Pleasant Street in Northampton at 6 a.m. Sunday morning, dark and early, and well, not that dark at 6 a.m. Eh, starting to twilight, and going to Elizabeth Warren's office in Springfield, hoping to arrive there by six. What time? 
5 p.m. No, 6 p.m. Something like that. It's around six. Around six, hoping to get to Senator Warren and Ed Markey's offices on Main Street in Springfield. And if you want more information, how would you find that? I'm not sure, but there's a thing on this flyer I'm looking at that says, follow at 25 miles for Palestine on Instagram. Hmm. There's got to be a way the general public can find out. I'm not even really sure who's organizing it, but I was at I was at on part of a Zoom meeting last night because I offered to help be a bike marshal or something like that. And uh, the organizers, uh, one of them is a former coworker of mine. It was mostly young, youngish, younger than me people. I'd say like under thirty. And so. I was on this Zoom meeting on my phone, and there were 40-some people on the meeting, people that had volunteered for different roles. And as the meeting was being facilitated, one of the, the facilitators at the beginning asked everyone to say in the chat, like, I don't know, their name, their pronoun, what they were bringing to the meeting or something like that. And meanwhile, the meeting continued while there was like 30 or 40 people like saying things on the chat so these like written things would pop up on the screen of my phone while uh, the meeting was still being facilitated and information about what was going to happen was being presented and I was I had to turn my phone I had to not look at my phone I had to turn off the video and turn it away and just listen to the meeting being facilitated and I don't know how people can listen read and write all at the same time. Just one of them is enough for me. Um, and I don't know, this is a this is a funny modern day and age, I'm telling you. And then, so then they also asked, the organizers asked everyone to sign up for or install, what is it, Signal on their phone. Um, well, I should preface it by saying I don't, Really, I don't have a self. I don't have cell service on my phone, but I use Google Voice, which is service when it's when I'm in like a Xfinity Wi-Fi zone. Um, and oh yeah, and it's free huh, so far. Um, so they the organizers asked volunteers to install Signal on their phone. I think it's it's a more private kind of thing. Probably everyone I'm talking to on the air knows all these things. It seemed like such a great mystery to me. But anyway, they were talking about the march on Sunday and, and volunteers that were going to be marshals or peacekeepers uh, and saying, okay, you need to have everyone's phone number. The other, like the main volunteer coordinators, the, the, have these phone numbers in your phone. And if there's trouble, you know, call someone. Like call the call a peacekeeper if you see the if the police want to talk to you call one of the police liaison people. And I was just thinking, wait a minute, if I'm trying to be a marshal on a walk, I think my job is to have all eyes and ears alert and paying attention and and not be looking at a phone. And like, I mean, listen, people, back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day, we marched and we didn't have cell phones. And we like talked to people and we relayed messages up the line, up or down the line. Or I, 
I don't know, there's so many different ways for human beings to organize themselves, but I'm about at my wit's end with the, with the phone and the texting and all the in electronic, with that whole situation. I say as I sit in a room surrounded by this board with sliders and lights and recording equipment and a computer and a keyboard and, and one, two, three, four mics and, and headphones and the tangle of wires and I don't even know what they do. Well, anyway, you're listening to Out There. If you haven't figured it out, this is Out There on Valley Free Radio. I'm Ruthie. It is time for another song. Oh, yes. Uh, Hanukkah. Here's some Tom Lehrer. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica Wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea I spent Shavuos in East St. Louis A charming spot, but clearly not the spot for me Those eastern winters, I can't endure them So every year I pack my gear and come out here Till Purim, Rosh Hashanah, I spend in Arizona And Yom Kippur way down in Mississippi but in December, there's just one place for me. Amid the California flora, I'll be lighting my menorah like a baby in his cradle. I'll be playing with my dreidel, spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica by the sea. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica, wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea. I spent Shavuos in East St. Louis, a charming spot, but clearly not the spot for me. Those eastern winters, I can't endure them, so every year I pack my gear and come out here to Purim, Rosh Hashanah, I spend in Arizona. And Yom Kippur way down in Mississippi But in December there's just one place for me Amid the California flora I'll be lighting my menorah Like a baby in his cradle I'll be playing with my dreidel Here's the Judas Maccabeus Boy, if he could only see us Spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica By the And that little snowbirding song reminds me of a friend of mine. So I have told many personal things on this Out There show, but I don't think I've exactly directly mentioned on Out There, my little summer fling-like thing. But anyway, he, he lives in Northampton. He's very different from me. I drive a bike. He drives a very big truck, a very big truck with a big trailer, big leaf blower, big lawn mower. Um, <laughs> uh, and he told me the other day, he said, he was, he said, Hey, did I tell you I'm going out of town for, for the holidays? And, uh, we were, we were texting and I was like, no, he said, he said, yeah, I'm going on a cruise. The whole family is going, there's like 15 of us. Um, oh, but the whole family doesn't include like, well, he's, he's, <laughs> he's divorced. So I'm not like, anyway, just want to make that clear not that kind of well anyway um so and he said yeah I'm, I'm going on a cruise we're going on a cruise and he sent me a screenshot of the itinerary and he said we're, we're going to Puerto Rico for a couple nights flying to Puerto Rico and then the cruise is going to go down and the, the itinerary showed when I looked at the itinerary it's going down the Caribbean islands all the way to Trinidad and back up to Puerto Rico I think all within eight days I think something like that um 
anyway, and so I thought, oh, <laughs> I thought, oh, I should, I should, I should ask him if I can, if I can go because I'm trying to go to Trinidad this winter, maybe, but I don't want to, I don't want to fly because it's kind of against my ethics. I did kind of want to take a boat. Maybe I can go on that cruise. Huh, maybe not. Next on out there, well, let's play some Peter, Paul, and Mary. Answers some of those painful questions. It says, light one candle. A candle on a menorah. The Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. Light a candle for decency. Light a candle for hope. Light a universal candle for peace. Light one candle for the Maccabee children With thanks that their light didn't die Light one candle for the pain they endured When their right to exist was denied Light one candle for the terrible sacrifice Justice and freedom demand Light one candle for the wisdom to know When the peacemaker's time is in for so many years Don't let the light go out Let it shine through our love and our tears Don't let the light go out It's passing through so many years Don't let the light go out Let it shine through our love and our tears Light one candle for the strength that we need To never become our own foe And light one candle for those who are suffering Pain we learned so long ago Light one candle for all we believe in Let anger not tear us apart And light one candle to bind us together With pieces of song in our heart Don't for so many years Don't let the light go out Let it shine through our love and our tears Don't let the light go out It's passing for so many years Don't let the light go out Let it shine through our love and our tears 
and Mary. Thanks for tuning in to Out There Today on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Florence, actually. So one of the one of my trash treasures from this week, I don't know, well, it's a funny kind of treasure, but okay, this was in Florence in the trash barrel in front of birds at Florence, and it's a magazine called Air and Space Forces. And does it say inside what it's about exactly? Well, those pages are already stuck through with water. Uh, so I would just read you some, a few quotes. Yeah, the front page editorial says, you, the theme is U.S. military power well-managed is the key to both global peace and global prosperity. And it says, what does this say? Okay, well, here's an interview with retired Air Force Lieutenant General David Deptula, who is the dean of AFA's Mitchell Institute for Aerospace Studies. One of the things he says is, he's talking about how the U.S. military struggles to meet the demands of, uh, uh, I don't know, the world. And he says, we need mountains of stockpiles of weapons sitting there and waiting in sufficient quantities that if we need to use them, we don't have to go back and retool and spin up to produce. He also says that the nation must once and for all abandon this ridiculous notion that we can run the Defense Department like a business. Warfare is not a business, he says. It's the most wasteful application of resources that humankind has ever devised. But the Defense Department must be funded or else the United States is going to be exterminated by China, Hamas, uh, Hezbollah. Uh, those aren't really direct quotes, but they're kind of kind of quotes. Anyway, I, I recommend reading this magazine, glancing at it, if you want to, uh, I don't know, feel overwhelmed and think about, like, wow, okay, that perspective is quite different from the perspective um, that I'm used to. That I'm used to. Wow. So I also wanted to read a little quote from Timmons Wallace, the new book. Was it? warheads to windmills um but for some reason the computer seems to be freezing up and no other tabs are opening so in that case i will be saved by alex who i interviewed alex last year also about the pbta being free and riding the bus and all those things so i'll go to this clip from alex 437 says the clock that will take me till about 450 and then i have ruthie's rant that I wrote this morning when I woke up. So you'll hear, stay tuned, in about 10 minutes, I think you'll hear Ruthie's rant. <sighs> oh, well, you might have to hear it now because that appears to be frozen too on the iTunes folder. Okay. Well, here's Ruthie's rant. I woke up this morning 
And sometimes when I like I wake up before I get out of bed, you know how you're coming from that dream-like state into being awake, awake. And sometimes when I'm in that state is when everything seems so clear and lucid to me. Okay. If you can convince a billion people that their lives don't matter, you can keep on selling crap and raking in the profits. Hopelessness is a tool of the devil. Religion made me believe I was someone, that my life mattered. Well, that may seem egocentric. Another reality is that it made me believe that my actions mattered. When you look at the global situation of air pollution, water pollution, light pollution, climate change, drought, etc., it's a crisis, but we, we must... Well, people, like Americans especially, we go around living like, use it up, wear it out, until there's nothing left. Wear it out, make it do or do without the earth. Use up the earth. It's not so hard to live more sustainably. It's easy to put on another sweater, reduce a car trip. People might think it doesn't matter, but as a cyclist, I can tell you that every car that does not pass me, that matters. It makes my life better. It makes it more pleasant, more healthier, more healthier, more breathable. All the food scraps that could return to the earth as topsoil are being, that are being mixed into a toxic sludge in landfills or they're being burned for gas. More toys for the kids, the latest electronic device that we don't know how to do without. Gadgets to express our love because that's the, the love language we know taught to us by the makers of crap we just don't want to because we're trying t- because we think that doing something personally inconvenient is not going to make a difference and we think that something that may involve changing a personal habit it's inconvenient well actually it's quite convenient and not very hard or maybe we think that it's not fair that we should have to sacrifice while rich companies make more But people around the world are sacrificing whether it's their choice or not. The power of positive thinking has gotten a bad rap, and we cheat ourselves out of personal power. So much attention given to how life isn't fair. And sure, not everyone has the same opportunities. Yeah, of course it's true. Life's not fair. It never will be. But we have more power than we think. It's not so hard to not blow leaves off a yard or to not take a trip or to not buy something. Something that humanity has lived for millennia without having to have. Living in harmony with the earth doesn't necessarily involve doing things. Sometimes it's just not doing things. How easy is that? I'm not here to sell you a product, but hey, if you want to be warm at night in a cold place, a down sleeping bag may be your key to survival and comfort. It is mine. A down sleeping bag that I bought in 2001 that's been my main cozy winter cover for the last 10 years. All right, that was my uh, morning wake-up rant, still half asleep, so it was a bit dis jointed but you get the idea just in time for christmas all right let's see if i can get alex now with his talking about the bus 
So it's Thursday evening, December 1st, 2022. And Alex here, he's the one that informed me that the PBTA was free from the day after Thanksgiving until the end of December. And Alex, you also gave me, sent me, uh, handed me a printout of all of the PVTA routes. Did you count how many there are? I did, but uh, I've forgotten, but it's 40-some. Yeah. And you said you're planning on taking all of these in this next month, the free period? Yeah, I hope to. Um, I have only taken a few of them so far, but uh, I'd love to explore all the other places that the PVTA goes to. There's so many towns like Agawam that I've never really gone to. Um, and um, you can take it out to Palmer and Ware. And um, <clears throat> there's uh, an express that goes to a prison. Um, so there's lots of, lots of interesting places that uh, I'd love to explore. How many have you taken so far? Three, maybe? Uh-huh. Um, so that's like 40-some left to take in 30 days. How are you going to do it? <laughs> well, probably go on big looping trips. Uh-huh. So, for example, go to Westfield, and just just that will take care of, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. If we can, you know, catch all of the the different uh, at Westfield State shuttle and there's all sorts of little shuttles too like there's the Northampton Survival Center shuttle that only runs uh, when the Survival Center is open on certain days but you can take it from downtown to the Survival Center huh. I didn't know that I know they had tried that Survival Center route at one point the Crosstown route but that was temporary um, what do you like to do when you're on the bus, the local bus? Well, I uh, can read on the bus, but um, I also like to look out the windows and look at the people and sometimes even talk to people. <laughs> uh, so, Alex, I was going to ask you why you think supporting the bus is so important. Um, but then I also want to ask you, is riding the bus and not paying anything because it's free supporting it? Yeah, I think so, because it's going to show how much support, you know, there is for, for the bus. And um, there's, I think more people will be riding it, both because it's because it's free, um, but also um, it, it should actually be faster because there's a lot, it's a, it takes a lot of time for everyone to put in their fare. And when you just have to walk on, um, then your the buses are going to run run faster so fares kind of suck in a lot of ways because of course you know you have to pay um, and, mm-hmm. and for some that's difficult and then it slows it down and then you have to worry about fare evasion you have to pay for the the system has to pay for all the fare box collection mechanisms um, <clears throat> and it's not that great a portion of the total cost of the transit anyway so um Anyway, I think it'll it'll show a pr- support um, for bu- for bus travel. And also, when there's no fares, uh, you can get on both doors as well instead of just the front door. Right. Though I'm not. Sh- they they might want you to uh, 
go in the front door because they are counting. Oh, you know, okay. they're, you yeah. hear them pushing the button every time someone goes by. Uh. So they want to know how many yeah. and how many people. Um, and, but yeah, I think buses, so trains are great. And of course I love trains and have traveled extensively on trains, but trains are best when you want to carry a, a lot of people a longer distance. And, um, when, and usually not so frequently, uh, unless you have a lot, you need a lot of people to run frequent trains, mm -hmm. but with the bus, you, you know, don't you can run frequent service, uh, without, and not have to have as many people. Um, and <clears throat> the frequency is really the key and it's something we're pretty much lacking here. Um, except I would say there's, they say 15, every 15 minutes is kind of the minimum frequency that you want for to be considered a frequent service. And the only one I know of is that um, the, the, some of the buses in Amherst, the 30 bus and maybe the 31 at times runs every 15 minutes. And that, because at that frequency, you don't really worry about whether you're going to catch it or not because yeah. you just go and then you wait for the next one. Yeah. Um, and But less than that, like you know, all the service up here in Florence is hourly or less. Um, the R44 is every 70 minutes, although it runs in a loop in two different directions. Uh, so you could conceivably catch it and in the same direction and get to the same point, but I mean in different directions and get to the same point. Um, but an hourly means, you know, you have, you have to wait around a lot potentially in between, or if you miss it, you have to wait a whole hour. And, um, I, I generally, cause I usually don't have a really strict schedule to adhere to. So, you know, if I'm downtown wait in between buses, I'll go to the bookstore and hang out and, the library to like um <clears throat> there's lots of things to do uh in downtown where most of the the bus connections are in northampton um so i i kind of like the 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 kind of more relaxed nature um of of and the the different things that it allows you to do or encourages you to do while you're waiting um but that doesn't it would work a lot better a lot more people would use it if it was very frequent um but we have built our whole development patterns for the most part are not built along corridors uh that would allow for um you know dense development along a corridor allows uh, a bus or a train uh is is that that's re that really works well and a lot of our development patterns are, are not dense enough to support frequent bus service, at least not with the, the, unless, you know, you, there was, it was really difficult to use another method like driving. Can you talk about the space that cars take up and like this book you're reading? What is the book you're reading? I'm reading a couple of books right now. Um, I just finished reading Better Buses, Better Cities, uh, which is, is specifically about the bus um, as opposed to other me transit methods like light rail or um, long distance rail or <clears throat> um, subways, etc. And um, 
so it, it really talks about the flexibility of the bus and how you can create a grid system and if it's uh, frequent enough then you know you, you go along the the north-south axis and then you switch to an east-west wherever you want to and you never have to wait very long at your transfer point because there's always another one coming and how well that really works um, and then I'm also reading trains buses people an opinionated atlas of US transit mm -hmm. which I've just started but it's all about kind of the larger the 30 some largest um, min areas municipal um, metropolitan areas and the different transit systems they have and um, but what they're, they're all pretty big cities and I'm trying to look at our area and to figure out you know what's gonna what would what changes could we make here that would increase ridership uh, given the resources that we have which and the population densities that we have you know where are the best places um, <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm just curious I'm not sure without a, a big uh, investment whether there there would be we could really get increased ridership that much. Mm -hmm. So in terms of reasons that people uh, choose other options over the bus, reasons people don't ride the bus, um, you mentioned that like the lack of frequency um, makes it a little challenging. Other reasons? Does it go where you need to go mm -hmm. and when you need to go? Mm -hmm. I think the, the, that's the biggest. Um, mm -hmm. It's And is it is it safe um, we know that buses are incredibly safe in terms of uh traffic crashes like you're so much safer being on a bus even without a seatbelt, uh than you are in a private uh car um or biking or walking <laughs> um it's much much safer um, um but then there's also the issue of crime and um, perception of safety as well do you feel safe um, and so a bus has to achieve achieve all those things. Uh, it also has to be affordable and um, relatively easy to use in terms of the fare system and the shelter system. You know, do you have protection from the the weather while you're waiting? Uh, do you have good? Does it come on time? And you know, can you? Is there real time information so that you know? say if it's running late that oh I can go do something else because I have a few more minutes and you're not actually waiting during that time. That was an interview with Alex Jarrett, my housemate at the Flow-Up, as well as Fifth Ward City Councilor. You're listening to Out There on Valley Free Radio. Out There airs Fridays from 4 until 5. You can hear archived editions of Out There at Weatherbeard dot com slash out there stay tuned for democracy now coming up at five o'clock got a couple other little clips here i think i'm at the skate park veterans field doing my usual pedal people trash pickups of the trash barrel trash and recycling bins down here and there's a flyer on the building that maybe it used to be bathrooms that says Amiga Negra presents Melanated Majesty 100% New York City 
It's digital art and street photography. It's an art and photo exhibition on display now at Resonate, which is, I believe, the pot shop at 110 Pleasant Street in Northampton. <laughs> it says, dive into the soul-stirring synergy of at Art by Nako's digital art collection, Melanated Majesty. And the street photography in this gallery um, celebrates the resilience and diversity of dark-skinned beauty, a vibrant ode to individual and collective strength. The photographer's lens embarks on a decade-long journey through the streets of New York City, capturing fleeting moments that, de that demand an eye in the needle's thread. An eye in the needle's thread. I'm trying to wrap my mind around that imagery. Uh, anyway, um, 100% New York City, 100% NYC, becomes an ode to the genuine beauty found in the everyday lives of people navigating the myriad facets of existence. Anyway, this is an art photo exhibition on display now at Resonate. Actually, it says on display now, but it doesn't say when the flyer was put up. So I don't know when now is. 110 Pleasant Street. And prints are for sale. And you can find them also on Instagram at amiga.negra or emailing at hello at amiganegra.com or visiting our boutique at Thorns Marketplace. Thank you for supporting and bringing these stories into your world. Raising our voices. Raising our voices. Higher and higher. Raising our voices, higher and higher, higher and higher. No more, no more, We call for a ceasefire. Raising our voices, I'm watching the garbage truck on Pearl Street. Empty dumpsters. It takes up a lot of space. It's one of those front loader, top loader ones. Because the driver's got to pick up the dumpster and then take the truck somewhere where there's room up above, no wires and no branches, and flip it up and dump it and then return it to the place. It involves a lot of backing up and turning around. And I see one, two, three cardboard boxes left on the, left on this, in the street, because when it flipped that cardboard dumpster up, well, you know, stuff, cardboard flutters here and there. So that's how the cardboard ends up in the street. It's not always pedal people's fault. <laughs> and today is December 8th. And there will be Bike Lab tomorrow, December 9th. You want to learn to fix your bike? How to keep it tuned up so it's there for you when you need it? 
or maybe you know already, but you just need to borrow a bike-specific tool that you don't have. Well, come to the Bike Lab. Almost every Saturday since 2004, from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Here in Northampton at 12 Northern Avenue. Come with your bike or your questions and your willing attitude. <laughs> Spare part scavenger hunt every weekend. Vengan al Bike Lab de Northampton, el taller de bicicleta. Aprende a arreglar tu bicicleta y a divertirte. All repairs guaranteed to the end of the driveway. Details are online at pedalpeople.coop. That's the Saturday Bike Lab at 12 Northern Avenue. They say freedom isn't free, but at the Bike Lab it is. Did I tell you what the bike ferry brought me last week? Yeah, at the Cans for Cancer drop-off site, which is right next to the scrap metal pile at Dumpster. Scrap metal pile at Valley. There was a racing bike, like a 2010, 2011 carbon frame racing bike. I could lift it with two fingers. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't race. Pass it around. Let people ride a light bike. If you want to try to ride a really light bike... Let me know. Come to the bike lab tomorrow. It's there. What up, Pioneer Valley? This is Tom Shack from Outer Styley. Spinning it on Valley Free Radio, 1033 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. Say word.